1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash ifanboy. You are listening to the <coughs> iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 256, brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, and iFanboy listeners like you.
0: And Vic's VapoRub? (laughs) Were you at the New York (laughs) (laughs) Comic-Con? Isn't it strange? Laws of attraction Let me be the one you
1: rearrange Let's start a chain reaction We will know Time will tell just like the tides They
2: ebb and flow Oh, I'm no sailor I want to rock the
1: boat And I can't wait Hello! Friends, welcome, fanboy. I didn't mean you're not a friend. You're a colleague. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's okay, coworker. It's every, I <laughs> uh, iFanboy pick of the week podcast episode 256. I am Josh Landing, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello, and Connor Kilpatrick. Now is your turn. Hi, good, very good. We're getting better. Thank ifanboy.com you. is our website. Uh, it is primarily comic book centered. We like comic books. That's why we started it. Every week, we read our books, and one of us has to pick the thing they like the best that week. We call that the pick of the week there's a review that goes up on the site about it and then we talk about it here on this podcast along with other books from the week and and some and some miscellanea some ephemera uh before we get going the warning that we would like to give you is that if you go to a comic book convention in flu in new york city there's a better than uh not chance that you'll get some sort of plague also there's spoilers for those two those are good
2: warnings those are good uh yeah
1: if, if it, only someone had told me. Yeah. Uh, this week, Connor, we're going to try to keep the sniffling to a minimum. Is what I'm saying. Connor, you had the pick. Correct. Why does the sketch? Why, why does the script say this week? Um, Connor has the pick. Um, <laughs> because that
0: was the script from last time when you were gone, and we had we, we had, had the this week, um, Josh had the pick, and you were not on the show. And we had, to, uh,
2: we had to we had we had to dance a soft shoe to, to, around
0: the concept of talking about your pick when you weren't here. So there's the fine. mistake. Yeah. There's the mistake. Anyway, fine. Connor, irredeemable. Irredeemable number eighteen was the pick from Boom Studios, and I had a monster week. I had twenty one books. It took me all day to read everything. Um, and Irredeemable actually I read last Because I had forgotten about it I usually read my indies first But it got lost in the stack And I had prepared another book I was getting ready to write it And I went, oh shit, gotta read Irredeemable And I read that And it was immediately the best thing I read this week In Admittedly, this is nothing is Irredeemable Not a strong week, I thought
2: Oh, um, I-, I enjoyed this week actually I, re- I felt really satisfied this week I, I had yeah. some
1: off and ons I had some mm. things that were really good and-, and some that were sort of meh Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm never going to say meh again please don't, I'm going to kick you I apologize
0: Irredeemable number 18, which is a book we we all have liked to varying degrees since it's coming out, we've been talking about it since, this is not the first time it's been the pick of the week it's been before Um, the reason why I really like this issue was because I thought Mark Wood did a fantastic job structuring it to a point where he really played with your emotions, I was reading this book and I literally, my stomach was tied in knots because he ratchets up the tension in two different ways. There's two different storylines happening in the story, and each one is really tense but in different ways. One, The the second storyline is Plutonian, the Superman-like character who went crazy and decided to lash out at the world, and he's been the main villain in this book from the beginning. Uh, He has figured out that his biggest nemesis, Modius, is hiding in the body of his old sidekick. And he reveals that in the very beginning. So right away we know there's trouble because when Plutonian is pissed off, usually someone gets their face burnt off. <laughs> so right away – now, right away with that storyline, you're turning the page going, oh, God, what's going to ha- – when's it going to happen? When's, what's going to happen? So you're, you're, he, you're already on edge for that. And he had that – and throughout the whole scene, he had that creepy calm –
2: Yes, which is yeah. makes him even creepier. Uh-huh. He doesn't,
0: doesn't usually yell. He just, he's just very, very yeah, he's calm. He's like, no, it's okay. I know. It's all right. It's- <laughs> you know it's not okay. So you know that at any page you can turn the page and someone's going to get zapped. Yeah. So that's the, that's the B storyline, and that happens right away. The, the A storyline was the old Justice League members, for lack of a better term, uh, are trying to figure out how to be Plutonian, and the one of the guys finds a hollow message from the character called Hornet, who is the Batman-esque non-powered character who was leaving a if i'm dead you're watching this video and if i'm dead it means plutonians killed me if and- i if
1: i may just real real briefly uh and we rarely do this but i did do a commentary with mark wade and peter Krauss about the first issue uh, if you download it on graphically and we talked about the hornet a little bit and at the time he said oh no there's more to it and that's coming later and i was very happy to see that 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 had paid off
0: he was not lying. a long, to you. A long time later too yes so we, so the Hornet's basically telling the story of the time he was the big hero and he repelled this unstoppable alien force that not even the Plutonian could stop. He somehow sent them back into space. No one knows how he did it. He's revealing how he did it. So the whole time we're, we're sort of following this hero's journey as this one guy without powers goes through. But we also know since this is irredeemable and because the point of the video is to tell them how to stop Plutonian that something is going to happen in this story. And so there's two points of t- tension. One is when is the Plutonian going to get revenge on this guy? for inhabiting his friend's body, and two, what's going to happen in the story that's going to be the twist. And what ends up happening is, I thought, far more horrible than I could have predicted. And that is the Hornet reveals that in order to save the Earth, he gives the alien invaders the coordinates to every alien civilization they've ever saved in their entire career as superheroes and allows them to go in and destroy them. And he's doing that his his entire time as a superhero. He's constantly giving them updates of places to go He's basically selling out billions of people all across the universe in order to save humanity, and I, it was just horrible. Very, very
2: fear <laughs> agent esque with the with the I, with the yeah. Zeno,
0: with the xenocide. Yes. To be fair,
1: um, uh, his daughter was skeletonized by flames. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of some sort of karmic comeuppance, yeah. I believe.
2: No, But I thought, th- you know, I think Wade with this, with this book continually um, is, you know, because it's kind of thing. It's like it, a lot of times the, the, the story arcs go and they just kind of they spin their wheels. It's like nobody stop Plutonian. We're going to try this and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop him and it keeps going. But every, every six or seven issues, he throws a twist like this. And this is honestly one of the best ones yet um, yeah. that, that makes you realize how the story is going to continue. Um, and and it ended with the, it ended with the aliens uh coming part of the deal that the hornet made was that he um he traded that information of the planets with the with the one made the aliens agree that if they if he ever got a, a signal out to them, they had to come back and take out the plutonian He was like the the aliens were like the earth 's uh, insurance policy See, and and that triggered it, and so it ends with plutonian getting laid out
1: by an alien trooper, which I thought was awesome so. and that 's the funny that 's the thing that I find interesting is that i like And that obviously happened a long time ago, so there's this underlying... Uh, theme to to the Hornets story that he always sort of suspected that Tony was going to lose it. Oh, I thought yes. when he when he explained it, I thought it was great—the card yeah. game, the poker game. I want I want to see more of that. Oh, that was like great. I'd love it if they spent like a few issues in the past, yeah, and and built up those clues and things like that. Which I'm not saying he won't. I think they'd be really well,
0: cool. well. They have a little bit here and there. They gone back to when he was a child. Yeah, was yeah. all the way back no, to but when but he was like, young. There was signs s- that he was
1: a little bit off. Specifically, his relationship sure. with the Hornet. It'd be nice to see Did, some of those scenes
0: in the in
2: the scene in the flashback when they're on their. Base and they're playing cards did you notice they all had logos on their chairs like the jla yes yeah that was kind of funny but um no but i thought that scene was chilling with the whole well the hornet's explaining how he knew because you know the plutonian asks, you know when when does donna get back and when does uh, the hornet's wife and later on the hornet re- reveals he never told the plutonian what his wife's name was and like it's just like little things like that where it's like oh that's great you know like it's it's it was a great little touch and wade really told the story really well I and that's thought, the
0: strength so. of the book i think is that wade who is the Rut Mark Wade's writer? Peter Krause is the artist who is also fantastic. We should talk about him in a second, but Wade does a really good job of putting this creepy vibe throughout the entire book. We talk about it all the time. When we talk about this book, but it's a creepy book. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not, really creepy. The tone is not like any other superhero book that I read. Yeah, it's, it's not like not creepy. since the Mighty's been out. This is a creepy, creepy book. Yeah. and that makes that makes it fun in a way because it's unique. And I also liked when so Plutonian, as I said, burns the face of. Of Modius in the, in the body of his old friend, pulls out a Snickers bar and starts chomping away with that was smiles. funny. And, yeah, that was good. <laughs> it was funny, but also like freaking terrifying. Like yeah. I love the fact that this is a terrifying character, and he's not over the top. He's not constantly ranting and raving and stomping his feet. He's just a, he's just unhinged. Yeah, in a very subtle way, and. And then you know it, they came together really well. Once you've learned about the aliens, once you learn they were unstoppable, then that's when they show up in the other storyline. So it was just a really well structured story. And what Mark Wade is you know he's an old school master of this kind of thing. This is this is kind of like a clinic in terms of of putting you know having these two storylines interweaving and then they come together at the end in a very dramatic way. So yeah. um, and Peter Krause I think is wonderful. I think the issues when he doesn't draw this book are not as good for whatever reason. I think it's the way book. he draws his char- yeah it's his book the way he draws his characters they're his. Models. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's always better when he draws it. Um, he's not overly flashy. He's you could say workmanlike, but that would be an insult. It's just so it's, he tells the story. I feel like
1: his a, his storytelling is really good, but I feel like his style is kind of it, uh, it's kind of I don't want to say standard. That's not the word I'm looking for. But it's it, classic. It's, it's, it's unassuming, yeah. and so that's it provides a really nice contrast to the story because it it, it sets you it sets you off guard, I guess. Like if it looked completely uh, different, you know, if it looked like it was it was something different than you're sort of expecting it, but it looks like a really classic superhero story. In fact, it almost looks like it's not from now.
2: Yeah, which it, throws it, you
1: off even more. Yeah, um, and I, I really like that as a, as a sort of uh, side effect. I see.
2: Yeah, it has an '80s feel to it, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Good stuff, though. Yeah, no, great issue. I, I was surprised to see that it was your pick, but uh, but a- after reading it, I was like, oh, wow, that was really good. So, yes. Yeah. I was
0: really happy because I, I really like Irredeemable, but we haven't talked about it in a while. Yeah. Um, it's good. But it's, a, that's, it's a great book. It's one of the best books that's out right now. Yeah, yeah
1: it's, and 18 issues is. is Nothing to. I think there's four trades now or something like that. Like it's uh, and it's just going to keep
2: going. Yeah. I mean, I don't see an end in sight, which is great. So
1: no, it's and it's wonderful. And then, and, and then, incorruptible goes on at the same time, which is a, a wonderful companion book. Yep. So it's a nice little uh, thing going over there that really, really, very more people need to to check out. Yeah, absolutely. If you feel like it's that kind of thing, if you feel like it's, everybody feels it sometimes, they're just a little burnt out with the same old, same old, the same superhero stories over and over. Like go yeah. for that.
0: Yeah. Was I the only person that bought Superior? No, I, I, was it. I bought Superior. I did it. It was two ninety-nine. What do you got to lose? Ron was this. I felt like this was Marvel nineteen eighty-five, Mark Miller, and not yes, not Nemesis, Mark Miller. Cor- absolutely correct. This was
2: this was the emotional Mark Miller, the the um, not over the top, just to be obnoxious. You know, like I mean, it's a, it's about a kid in a wheelchair, for Christ's sake. Um, you know, like, it, it it really touched upon that 1985 kind of vibe. I think you nailed it right there perfectly. And I thought, uh, uh L- L- Lineal Yu's art was great. I yes. It was really good. I mean,
0: I, fi- I finished this issue and
2: I really enjoyed it. I didn't, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was really uh, good. The story no.
0: Superior is a kid in a wheelchair. He's got multiple scler- sclerosis, I think, right? No, dystrophy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, dystrophy. <laughs> dystrophy. <laughs> yeah. And, um... He, we learned about him a little bit. He used to be an athlete, and he started, you know, have problems, and now he's in a wheelchair and he can barely do anything. No, it's multiple sclerosis. Sorry, is it? Yes, it is. And uh, a space monkey appears in his bed one day and, <laughs> and offers him a, a wish, and he wishes to become the superhero from the big movie franchise that he just, you know, that's out there, which is Superman, and basically. Basically, Superman, and yeah. it's Miller doing Superman again, and uh, so he becomes he becomes Superman, but it's it's really there's not a lot here. It's very. It's mostly built building up to this the scene where he becomes superman and that was the only, the only thing about it was weird that was weird was um apparently he's been missing for a day and there's a cop at the, yeah. at the house and there's a there's like a noise in the bedroom with the boy's bedroom and the, the <laughs> cop like goes in guns blazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. here? I thought that was weird that was uh, yeah, he would, he's like he's got his gun cocked yeah Simon are you in here like come
1: is there any truth to the rumor that there was a script page pinned in the back, and all it said was "space monkey"? No,
0: <laughs> that was
1: that was pages eighteen through nineteen.
2: <laughs> there was no there was no middle finger of script pages, but um, I see. No, so. but I thought I, th- it, this was really. I mean, it was it really. Touched, it was really it, good. It was really good. And and the thing is, like, yeah, not a lot happened. I mean, we got basically we got introduced to the character Superior. We got introduced to the kid. We understood the kid's story. Um, I thought he did a really good job of layering in the motivations and just kind of like he got the feeling that the kid was unhappy, didn't like what had happened to him. The the fact that he's run away before. That's why when he went missing for the day. They thought he'd just run away again. Um, you know, they they set up the friend Chris is. You know the, that he goes through at the end of the book really well. Um, I th- you know, it was a it was a great first issue. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't blow the barn doors off or anything. It just it just got the job done. And and again, use art was real. I thought it was the tight tightest art I've seen from him in a
0: while. So. Um, yes, it was yeah. a very small story from which yes. an Angel from Mother. It, yeah. so it was a very small, personal tale, which is really good. Yep. And that just, re- I think, reinforces to me the idea that he's just fucking around with us for the rest of his books. Yeah, no, he is. We know he is. So. He's yeah, selling. He's capable yeah. a
1: lot more. Than so. Yeah.
0: Um, Josh, did you get Night and Squire? I did,
1: and I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I completely understood most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, all right, I'm ready for this. We heard ahead of time that Paul Cornell... Uh, big favorite of ours around the iFanboy offices, he was gonna Brit it up. He was gonna he was gonna UK till you drop, and uh, he certainly did because I'm not entirely sure what most of it was about. I, I wonder if this is gonna sell really well in the UK. I really wonder that. Like yeah. I, I mean, there was a little glossary at the end. <laughs> they uh, put a glossary in it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not unlike. Photogram, yeah, uh, no, exactly. <laughs> which also needed the glossary. It mm. might, it might be added for well, um,
0: This was a strange. I mean, it was, it was basically it was a, there's a there's a pub, where in England where heroes and villains can meet under the protection of Merlin's magic, so they, they can't fight each other. They don't can't I, use their powers. They have to hang I out. I love
1: the idea of of that place. I was like, that is yeah. brilliant. Like there's there's uh, and it goes back a really long way, and it it's explained really well. But um,
0: and the idea and the the whole thing is. Cornell said he is going to create hundred new characters. So there's just this pub full of new characters, and each one of them gets a little bit of introduction. And I mean, it's funny, It's really funny and goofy. and there's a lot there's a lot of commentary about how the Brits are they yes. feel inadequate. So they have there's like copies of English, American superheroes because they can come up with their own. My favorite was um, Jarvis poker, the the British Joker. <laughs> who just like the Joker, but it's, it's just not. I felt like a lot of the jokes would have been funnier if you heard them because a lot of it had to do with accent differentiation. I, and also I, did I, it I have I the rhyming, the rhyming and stuff going on yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I really that's actually actually exactly what I was thinking. Is I found myself wondering, well, what kind of accent is this? Is this a Manchester accent? Is this a... Well,
0: because in bro- the beginning, the beginning, accent. the first the first three pages are all about the difference between a posh accent and a and a, and a different. They're all the first uh-huh. three or four pages is all about the different in accents between the heroes. Yeah. So. That, in that sense it might have been funnier as like a radio drama or something, but uh, Yeah. That's kind of, that is kinda of what I
1: was thinking because it, that, that does give it a lot of the flavor um, that that's in there. But there was there was funny stuff. Like I enjoyed I enjoyed bits of it a lot. I just I'm, it'll be fun to see how it goes. It's a weird first issue.
0: It was. I mean, it, was what, it was it was funny it just, though.
1: Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> Except during the war, of course. <laughs> like, that was everything, except not during the war. And there's a guy in a big bulldog costume. <laughs> there really were a hundred characters in here.
0: Yeah, yeah it was, uh, was kind of like he's throwing tons against the wall and some of it's sticking, some of it's not sticking. And I enjoyed it enough. It's a series. Yeah, it def- I'll probably read the whole thing. Is it a mini? Yeah. Oh, uh, six. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep going.
1: I just, the dude, the, Cornell's proven himself enough times that I want to see where it goes. And, and I, I like mean,
0: there'll this. be a story, right? There'll have to, there has to be a story. Oh yeah, I well, it's Paul Cornell. You can't,
2: you, you know, you know it's going to be good. You know you might not understand what's going on it, but you know it's going to be quality. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's <laughs> a different tone than you're used to. I don't know. We'll uh. see. It's going to be nuts. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> good enough.
2: All right. <laughs> Um, well, X-Men number four came out this week and, and I gotta admit, I, I, you know, like I've kind of, I haven't, you know, gone, I want to say, I want to say I've gone up and down on it, but only like slightly, you know, like only by little increments, but this one I really, really enjoyed. Um, i do too i think
0: this is a really good series
2: yeah i think it's a good, good really the whole you know the whole vampire stuff and the san francisco stuff va- vampires invading san francisco in the big plan and this is the issue that um you know uh, the cover's got a bloody wolverine as a vampire wolverine's been turned and he's joined jubilee and uh, among the vampire hordes and there was a great kind of face-off between cyclops and the um and the vampire leaders uh leader what's his name i forget his name um um Exaris. Exaris, yeah dracula's son um, and there was a great little kind of leader standoff there, and it's this is all leading up to what's going to be a big kind of big brawl in San Francisco between the mutants and the vampires, and you feel the tension, you know. And there was and Gishler's writing, you know, working in humor as well as in like like I said that tension as well as you know some of the action earlier with Angel
0: and Blade, and and I, it was just it was just good. It's just a good X Men story. So I think it's really quality. It's a yeah. kind of book you can read and enjoy. if You're not into the X Men a lot. I, I like this one. I like uncanny x Force we talked about last week yeah i think between those two books you have, there's a lot you can read if you're not totally into everything's going on I, I follow this fine it's fun it's exciting
2: yeah. and i kind of i kind of waver with paco medina's art like sometimes it's really really good and i see what he's doing the other times i'm just like oh not really you know but um uh but for the most part i mean like and for some reason i have a i'm having a hard time with blade and that that handlebar mustache has it he, was pretty thick has he always had that or no is it just because he's in san francisco is he trying to fit it in looks, he blade looks real. kind of Oh god. It <laughs> looks
0: kinda like
1: a bear. Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's right? a front runner of fashion. Yeah. That's never been I mean, you know.
0: It's like over the top lip. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, it's so, bushy. Yeah, no, well, I mean, he's
1: British too.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 going down down the size, down by the by
1: the down by the jawline. It's getting. I gotta tell it, you, that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, no, it kind <laughs> of is actually. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think that he could work that.
2: The thing is, is that at various times it it increases in size too, though. So yeah, that's, that's just interesting. That's his other. That's his third his other YouTube. power. Yeah.
1: It's it's what happens when vampires are in San Francisco.
2: And I gotta give, uh, I got Connor I gotta give you credit for calling out the um, the holographic map joke as it yeah, was of the job. week. Yeah. So um.
0: isn't there anything ever good on these holographic maps? <laughs> Which is a great fruit. It's, it's always bad news. It's on always the map. bad news. Yeah, that's for sure. So <laughs> ever like a map of girls selling Girl Scout cookies or something like that? It's always no, it's That would be that would be really vampires. Useful. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I would I would be down for a Girl Scout cookie map. Yeah. Show me where all the diners are. <laughs> the diner map would be genius. That's what, see, that's what my map would do. Yeah. <laughs> my map would be really useless. <laughs> it's, just, it's all food-based, apparently.
2: <laughs> that's hungry. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, you
1: know who can draw? Ryan Sook. Ryan Sook can draw. Yeah, he can. He can draw. Like I forget because I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know what he's been off doing. He did I know the Wednesday. Wednesday. He did comics. I know it's not X-Factor. He's been doing a lot
2: of covers for Top Cow. He hasn't been doing a lot of interiors. I think he's slow, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that
1: sounds horrible. <laughs> not like that. I mean, I think I... he's slow to work. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. He's slow. <laughs> he's, this is going a have to have to whisper yeah. <laughs> it. He has...
2: He's, he's, no. He's, it's, uh, he's... it's not a whispering slow. It's not... He's oh. slow. No, it's not that. It's just he's slow no. to work.
1: That's all. No, that's that's fair. <laughs> his faculties. He can... has his faculties. I uh, understand. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to make that absolutely clear. Yeah. That Ryan Suxi, as far as we know, has all of his faculties. Really good looking. I just realized now as we were sitting here about to talk about it that I didn't finish reading it. <laughs> like I got distracted halfway through and left it open. Yeah. It's like so I would finish it. And I and like the half that I read, I was like, this is great. I don't know how it ends. I'll, I'll be but honest,
2: I, half the time with this series, I have no idea what's going on. I can't believe you're still reading it. I'm still, I don't know why, yeah. Just because I'm like, oh, Bruce Wayne's coming back. I'm going to read it. I don't know, you know. But, and since I figured it was six issues, it'll be
1: done by the summer. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one thing about this was that right away I realized that what, what they were doing, because yeah. I don't remember, because I know that everything has a, a plan, but I don't ever remember what they are until I start reading it. And, and they started talking in their snappy patter, and I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like it, well, they, were it, it, in
0: the, they were in their PI sort of yeah. noir it's, issue. Yeah, oh, I stuff, think the, part you, the the stuff you missed at the end was um, they revealed that the the because they, they the black hand shows up here in Doctor Hertz in the issue, and they revealed that they've been trying to sully the good name of Thomas Wayne. So they faked all those. Do you remember in the uh, other Batman books all those records they found about Thomas Wayne being like a. Like a Satan worshipper and a drunk, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, you see them faking all that stuff at the second half of this issue. So um, you know now that Grant Morrison is not destroying Batman, like people were freaking out about when they first when that first came out. I really, yeah, I'm shocked. Sh- right? I'm shocked. Um, and so, and the the fu- I mean, the funny thing about this this mini is that is that they had to keep <laughs> they had to keep the train rolling without Grant Morrison on it. So huh. in this this week, you yeah, had this come out, plus you had four of those. Bruce Wayne's already back when shots come out. So. Oh, yeah. ill times. Uh, well, yeah. I'm glad
1: that I don't have to worry about Grant Morrison screwing up Batman because now I can really focus on what Jeff Johns is doing wrong to the Flash <laughs> and, and everything that they've done to Spider-Man. It's just horrible. Mine <laughs> looks these. great, though.
0: Yeah, and Perry Perez did the back, and you really his style was close enough; we really couldn't tell. I didn't even notice. The oh yeah, no, the,
2: I thought that the art changeover was seamless. Really, um,
1: I I I really dug the way it was written. I thought the patter was really fun. I wouldn't want to read it forever, you know. No, but that's, it's like that's
0: the fun of the minis. He gets to play with a different type of genres and types yeah, of writing. Man, I, I really miss.
2: Like I wish Sook did more stuff. Remember when he did uh, Madrox or X Factor or whatever it was? It looked X-Factor. great. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah X Factor looked great. Jeez,
2: too bad he's slow. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs>
1: great. How about how about someone who can who can say make uh, Namor into somebody fun? Yeah, that doesn't happen much. Thor, Mighty Avenger number five. This was pick of the week last month. Uh, it continues on in the same way. Uh, I, Paul, a writer uh, from myfanboy.com, Paul Montgomery. Uh, he quoted on Twitter like a line, and it's just from the book. And it was like, you know, and he and Thor says to Jane, "I've been thinking about what you told me about how the world contains wonders. I believe you were right." Let us see wonders Jane and, I, and like that's the whole book. Yep. That's the whole thing. Like he puts her on the goat chariot and they go off and have and see beautiful things. Yep. Um, and then there's a really fun scene with Loki uh coming out of the TV. T- TV Loki. It reminded me of
2: like uh, it reminded me of like Willy Wonka. It makes him I believe it
1: makes him cough. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> Um. um
2: this, this is I. I you know based off of it being the pick last month. I this is now the first this the second issue I bought, and this is just fantastic. It's just like a and I and I'm I'm totally evangelizing in the store. Like I got I got somebody else in the store to start buying it. Um, because this is this is the funnest book that that Marvel's putting out. Like this is the book that everyone should be reading. I think
1: so. One yeah. of the things I really liked about it, A, you know, it's fun to watch uh, Namor try to harness a big uh, sea monster uh, that looks vaguely like a penis on this page. <laughs> So, yes, not vaguely. It looks a it's, yeah. it's a giant ocean cock. Oh wow, it is. That's, yeah, you're <laughs> right. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. Down yeah. the middle. Oh I'm man. Ask Chris about that. Uh anyway, <laughs> um but one of the things I loved is the attitude that Thor shows at the end. Uh where you know he's not perfect like he he, he gets all uppity with Namor who's yep. and then the opposite being that Namor is a dick, but Namor's like, "Oh no, you're my equal, so I can talk to you like this." And so they sort of reverse roles. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was I thought it was really fun and you see that other side
0: of Thor. Thor's um, a very petulant little child in this yeah. he has been for the whole series. It's, he's immature, I think,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean you get, you get that sense though. You get that sense of where he is at his stage as a hero is that he's got a lot to learn, you know. Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, it's just it's just a fun issue, and it, it looked good, and it's got that nice sort of flat coloring, just like before. And oh, Matt Wilson uh, does
2: so good on the colors. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. No, and and so- Somni's killing it. I mean, that's that's the kind of, that's the thing about you look at this, and there's no way, there's no way that you know even the story, ignoring the story completely, and how flowery, and you know, let us see wonders and all that sort of stuff. If you take away the word balloons, there's no way you can't look at this art and not smile. Yeah. Like like Som- for some reason, Somni with this book is is the most smile inducing
1: art I've ever seen. So. He's 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 cartooning his ass off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, in a good way, and I'm not complaining about that flowery language. By the way, it works. Oh no, I don't it totally know why. works. It tot- language
2: is language is writing his ass off as well yeah. too. He's I can't imagine this book by anybody else other than him. Which is like talk about the most you know like unexpected place. I would never expect a Roger a Roger language Thor book to be like as, to be like this. Yeah, you know. So because the thing is with Thors, you can go into you know you can go in a direction which has been done before ad nauseum, which is the you know the crazy you know Thor out there Asgardian you know like you know you can go, totally go over the top but this is do it it's it's still doing that but in a more playful kind of way yeah so, which which i don't think is that uh easy so easy it looks language makes it look easy but i don't think it's that easy to do so, i agree yeah i agree and I fin fang, agree.
0: fang foom next month excellent who doesn't like fin fang foom on Say the on the, on the
2: rainbow bridge and Foom. you yeah. he me. shouldn't he shouldn't be there that's fin a problem yeah that, that's not good <laughs> but um, anyway so everyone should be reading Thor the Mighty Avenger and you should be as well and if you haven't started reading it yet there's still time to subscribe to it um, if you don't have a local comic book store or you get your, you're get you looking for an alternative to order your books why not subscribe to Thor the Mighty Avenger via discount comic book service um, we want to thank them for sponsoring this episode they've got monthly specials up to 75% off they offer 40% off all the major publishers uh, flat rate shipping of 5.95 on all US orders uh, which is great if you order a lot of books um, you can buy anything in previews they have over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock. Probably it's way more than 9,000 these days. Um, but you can track your orders online. Every month, you can do your you know, your big order, your previous order. You can pick the increments that they sh- ship it to you. You get it weekly, biweekly, monthly, whatever you want. They'll do it. Um, go to DCBService.com and start buying Thor The Mighty Avenger as well as all other great comic books via discount comic book service.
1: Uh, not since X-Men The End, Book 3, Man and X-Men, Part 2, Number 5. <laughs> <laughs> as a title, so... Capture the imagination as Bruce Wayne: Colin the Road Home: colon Batgirl. Well, that's not
0: the say? best one this week. Was Bruce Wayne: colon the Road Home: colon Batman and Robin probably the longest one. Yeah, uh-huh. but still, X Men at the end, Book Three, Man and X Men wins. That's the yeah, that's the sure that thing. was
2: like the, the classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, this week you had a bunch of those Bruce Wayne: the Road Home issues, and honestly, they were kind of. I can't tell if, if they seem. Useless because we don't know the the resolution of the mini, so we don't know why he's doing what he's doing in this in which is running around in a weird costume, calling himself the Insider, which is really bizarre. It's running around in this costume; it looks kind of like the Bat suit, but he's got like a he looks kind of like a combination of Batman and Night Thrasher from the New Warriors. And he he's calling himself the Insider, and he's running around, sort of monitoring everyone who's been working since he's been gone. And then the Batgirl issue was the best one; the others were kind of. Very average to bad. This is actually very very good. Um, also the most interesting because Batgirl and Batman have the most contentious relationship. He he kicked her off the crime fighting team. He 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 had her be Robin for a little while, but then manipulated her and into really making Tim. It's just a whole. They have a whole weird sort of manipulative relationship, and so he came back and. When he revealed her, himself to her, she slapped him in the face, which was, which was nice. pretty funny. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Um, but very well written written by the guy who does um, Batgirl regularly, Brian Q. Miller, who does a great, great job with Stephanie. And a uh, really fun issue, even if I don't understand why they're doing all of these yet, because it's not making any sense. I don't know why he's called the insider. They didn't explain that yet. He's got, he's got a – is there a faxing scene? There's not, nor is there a whistleblower scene.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Guys, I got two words for you. Mm. Raphael – Grandpa,
2: all comics should be done by Raphael Grandpa. All that's what comics should be just...
1: done by Raphael Grandpa. If I'm so
2: I... glad that you, you're converted now. Did it take this? <laughs> did it take this story to convert you? Or
1: no, I, I've agreed. To, I've I've read okay. this, I read Mesmo Delivery a while ago. Oh, by we're the re- way, typo in this. It said uh, Dark Horse's Mesmo Delivery.
2: Uh, oh well, Dark Horse did. Pre- Dark Horse re- released it in the states. I
1: see. I yeah. thought it was Image.
2: No, it was Dark Horse. Um. Oh, so just to so to keep everyone playing along at home, we're talking about Strange Tales two number one came out this week. The first issue the three issue. Um max title for marvel where uh alternative uh comic creators uh do takes on marvel
1: com- characters if i had had the pick of the week i would have given this pick of the week based on that story alone yeah uh there were and then and then these strange tales things are going to be hit and miss as you go through them some yeah. of the things are pretty good and some are bad but I, I i shit you not however whatever the eight pages or so this raphael grandpa wolverine story was it was amazing it was it was wonderful.
2: Again, all comics should be done by Raphael Grampa at least once. Yeah. So all characters, he should just do every character in every con- Marvel, DC image, Dark Horse. I don't care. Just let him do one eight-page story
1: of every character. And yeah, they don't they don't. And then tell we can th-
2: stop comics.
1: They don't explain <laughs> what it is. You're just thrown into it, and yep. it's it's Logan shows up at an Ultimate Fighting match, and you're like, oh okay, well, well that's weird, and you realize that you're in the future, and he's dealing with like the sons of of, of characters who are around now. Yep. And, and and like in this span of this time, like there's a there's a twist and a turn, and you think it's gonna go one way, it doesn't. and Then they explain something deep about Wolverine, yeah. really deep, and oh man! Great.
2: But but and like you said, this these anthologies will be hit or miss, and, and so like the Grandpa one was the best one. I really liked the Frank Santoro Silver Surfer story. I don't right. know why something something about that just really like um
1: got me. that was like I was like, what was that? Oh, I, I liked it was the Craven story. The Craven story was funny. Oh, the
2: Craven story was funny, yeah. Um, That's the story I didn't get. The Red Skull story made me laugh. I don't know. Just yeah. Oh, really like the, the Dash oh, Shaw, the, the Dash thing, Shaw was thing was amazing. I
1: didn't.
2: I oh, Dash Shaw. So. I mean, you got you to be, be ready for Dash Shaw. But like, just to get Spider-Man and Mysterio was so up Dash Shaw's uh, alley, and that, was, that yeah. was great. That was really, really good. I actually really liked the Kevin Huzwinga. Uh, I did too. Yeah, that was great. Because <laughs> you didn't know where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, and then there's a, Lem- a Lemire could. story. How did, I thought he was exclusive.
1: I probably did it way before. Yeah. This was this. I know that this was started a long time ago. Yeah, man thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming anywhere, but just the Mounties yeah. and like his art looked great in this. Yeah, it really did. Whatever yeah. the way that they chose to, or he was colored in this is just
2: gorgeous. Yeah. And then the Nicholas Gerwitch, um, uh Galactus Magneto uh, team up was great. I <laughs> yeah, yeah that it was, that was really that was a nice yeah. end cap
1: yeah it was uh this i thought it was a really strong collection
2: yeah no it is i uh, mean and that's the thing and, and it's, i think it's good i don't remember how many issues the last one were but this one's only three issues which is i think get in get out you know and the, and on the last page we see a a teaser of the cover which uh with uh, uh jaime hernandez from love and rockets and it looks awesome so,
1: but again, if I haven't made this clear, that Raphael Grandpa story.
2: Oh, that Raphael Grandpa story should be should be. I mean, honestly, it's 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 the last Wolverine story. It should be. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: ki- kind of like yeah. like I'm like I'm not sure what Eisner he should get for it, but i mean, that's what I'm talking. All about. of them. That's, yeah, all of them. He should just get every Eisner
2: from now on. Seriously, Raphael Grandpa wins. He wins. Um, in a completely different direction, but the same uh, sto- the same category. I am Avenger number two. Uh, the little Marvel heroic age, you know, little anthology of little mini stories came out, and one a couple of things. I wanted to highlight from this uh have, has jarvis ever been on the cover in a more prominent stature he's bigger than wolverine mm. and so also he he's he's serving some champagne he units. get that that <laughs> butler market yeah exactly very good it's Good market but, but so this had the this had the first greg rucka story back at marvel uh doing a steve rogers going to visit the one fallen soldier from the siege um uh, which i thought was good and, and michael larkhart was great um, it was to be expected. I thought it didn't. It didn't really go at all you know totally over the top and mind blowing, but it wasn't awful. You know, like it was just what I would expect. Um, the Put that
0: on the back cover.
2: <laughs> that's a great out quote. What I expect, but the um, <laughs> but the uh, it was a comic book. <laughs> the, the The Paul Tobin, David Lopez, Jarvis story I thought was great. It was a lot of fun. So um, yeah, I know I like this. I like these little anthologies. I don't know why. So it's okay. It's
1: okay. Okay. Uh, BPRD. B-B-R-D. It was a comic Howell. book. <laughs> On Earth Number Three was more than a comic book. That was Guy Davis doing giant action uh, pieces and segments of a of a big monster showing up in a little town and and just wrecking the place and then going after uh, Abe and some other dude in a in a Hummer. And it was just like these big. There was these three panel pages and these big just action sequences that were. It was like a it was a storytelling extravaganza. Uh, really good stuff, and like the first part of it's really kind of slow and it's office politics. And then it's two guys talking in the woods, and then there's this huge action piece, and then the, like the the sort of cliffhanger at the end. But it was it was it was wonderful. Uh, but, but
2: did Rafael Grandpa do it? No, so it wasn't good. Sorry.
1: Listen, what I'm saying is, if Raphael Grandpa and Stuart Imminent are not available to draw something. <laughs> Then, then Guy Davis is sort if, of. If yeah, no, Guy Graham Davis is not
0: available, good. then it shouldn't be drawn. That's true.
1: <laughs> no, Guy Davis is all right. He can keep working. Guy, he's yeah. he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. He's, <laughs> really, Guy Davis is one of those guys that like pros are like, do you see what this guy's doing? Yeah. yeah. And and like a lot of readers don't necessarily see it right away because it's so damn well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he just proves it over and over again. I love reading BBRD solely for that. But besides <laughs> that, like, I know the characters so well now that every and you know every issue is just like good uh Constantine Hellblazer City of Demons number one this is Sean Murphy who you may know from Joe the Barbarian doing a story I think Cy Spencer wrote it Cy Spencer is a uh, Judge Dredd uh, British comic British TV writer um and it's British I mean you know it's one of those you're like oh I mean it's not Night and Squire British
2: I was gonna say did you read it right after Night and Squire (laughs) I think
1: I yeah I think I did and I was like oh good I know that other one was too deep I can't. It was it was too deep. Uh, this Sean Murphy doesn't look like anybody else, uh, but this is like a story about uh, John Constantine getting killed. Like, I think I'm sure it's happened a bajillion times before, but it just has this wonderful style and the they colored it using sort of this dot pitch sort of you know, tone and it's, uh, it's, it doesn't look like anything else. It's I love really the, great.
2: I love the dot pitch halftone look. Oh, uh, Scotty uses this. that all the time and it's so good.
1: Yeah. yeah, and yeah. It, there's all this, all this like really intricate little line work and cross hatching all over John's face and it's grisly. and it, they got, they got it. They got John right in a way. It's just a couple of really nice panels in the beginning to tell his his character. And you don't need to have read like this could be your first hellblazer story. Um, and it's a five-issue miniseries, and and you should you should check it out if you if you really like Sean Murphy on um on Joe the Barbarian. This is there, I think there may have been some delays, so he'll be doing this one also. Delays? No. I, I, apparently Grant Morrison is involved somehow. <laughs>
0: i, uh, I have a a question. To be a theme going. <laughs> my question yeah. is this: Can Raphael Grandpa pencil a book so good that knife Raphael Grandpa can ink it?
2: Ooh! Wow! Wow! You just blew my mind.
1: Is there's a is there's a, there's a 301 level philosophy
0: class. Think
2: about that. We'll answer at the end of the show. Alright, fair enough. Alright, so those are the books that, those are the books that we enjoyed this week um, and a whole bunch of you on iFanboy.com also enjoyed other books that came out as well so we want to highlight some of your reviews. Um, the first review comes from Scorpion Masada who reviewed Jonah Hex number 60 and gave the story a 5 out of 5 and the art a 5 out of 5. Scorpion Masada says, Tonally, this book was a perfect mix of rich western dialogue and shadowy imagery. Each chapter, each, chapter, each panel building the tension that eventually climaxes in that familiar end. Artist Brian Stelfreeze and color's Dave Stewart set that setting and mood that hex thrives in one silent panel has a shocked bounty running through rain disturbed puddles away from hex and a saloon that beautifully echoes panels from alan moore's Watchmen. Hmm. if you like westerns at all i'm gonna look for that (laughs) if you like westerns at all or you just want wonderfully executed single issue stories that don't really rely on superheroics try this book out Sixty issues later, give
1: it a shot. <laughs> you can, but the, it. Uh, can, yes, read yeah, it. You can, yeah. Exactly. Not wrong. It's you're not going to miss anything. This could be your first issue. It's no different than the very first issue of Hex. Yeah. Uh, the art was fantastic in this. The art was super fantastic, especially in terms of. Uh, I thought layouts and composition was mm-hmm. really very tonal. It was. Uh, it was very dramatic. You know, those we were. I think Connor, you and I were talking about. um those pages where Hex shows up, they either mention his name or he stands there. And there's the reaction pages. Yeah. And there's one here at the bottom. There's just five panels of like five different faces. Like, oh, ooh, oh, ooh.
0: Oh. <laughs> I
1: love that stuff. Great. Uh, once it starts to rain, like the book really takes on. Yeah, the rain is beautiful. Still, the rain and, and, and Dave Stewart, uh, I mean, obviously he's a master, but he colored it perfectly. Like it well, yeah, doesn't look surprise, like.
2: Surprise, surprise. I mean.
1: Yeah I know but like he does different styles It's yeah. not like you can't look and be like oh this is Dave Stewart style The lighting in this was amazing There's like a lightning strike at one point So like every other panel is this bright yellow And then the ones in the middle are black yep. And there's these huge shadows in the water And the, the ripples of the rain it's, it, was, it was a beautiful book
0: yep. uh, And they're setting up another villain They're setting up a The way that Joan Hex does that is a, he, pisses, he, pisses, he pisses somebody off Early and, and then many issues later The guy shows up again it says, one, you, okay. you scarred me. Then they did that again this time.
1: It's like a broken record to be like, you know, it's so good. It's so good every time and in it, for different reasons, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, he kicked a dude with his spur. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: uh, so I don't, know about, a horse. I don't know about you guys, but I want to know what's, what's going on in Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> the next champion interviewed, <laughs> Superman703, Give the story a four out of five in the art, a one out of five. Wow. And the next champion says, this is the strongest issue of the run so far by JMS. It gives Superman a better idea of just what he's doing to his image by walking the country. It gives more of an insight into other heroes' reaction to his plight, and also, maybe, gives us a villain for the run. I don't know why, but I like it that JMS is giving Superman more of a mean streak to him. It felt off at first, but the opening pages feel right for some reason. Superman should have a bit more of an angry side to him and not be the peace and love guy we've seen throughout the years. I'm happy we're getting a bit more of an idea of who the antagonist is for this arc, at least now we know it won't just be Superman Walk the entire time, and he's something to look forward to. There's some hiccups along the way, mainly with, super, with mainly with the Batman character encounter. It's not bad, but JMS has written him much better in other series. Then again, he's trying to write Grayson here and not Bruce, but it often feels more of the latter than the other. So, um, are, are, Josh, did you, did you did you jump on this book finally, or uh, Bruce,
1: I read Bruce. the other two. Right. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, it was a big week. I'm not. I'm not buying that. The this but um yeah. um
2: Connor, are you still are you still reading it or? yeah yeah absolutely is it still is it still like archie no no this was
0: not as good as the other not and, no that's that's wrong this <laughs> was not as enjoyable as the others which yeah. means it wasn't as bad as the others so tell, was, so tell me was it was it parade worthy <laughs> no um <laughs> in fact it would have been weird to celebrate this issue because the main point of this story is that Batman shows up and says, hey, you shouldn't be walking the Earth because you're going to bring danger and destruction to these small towns. Yeah. And that's what happens. Is, well, that's, you know, that's
2: so weird how it, how it paralleled real life because he brought danger and destruction to Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> so Superman gets attacked oh. and the
0: little town gets destroyed and everybody hates <laughs> Superman now.
1: What, yeah. Was it also Eddie Barrows?
0: Yes, and he's fantastic. Well, wow. he gave, he just, he, he gave yeah, the art a one, one out of five, oh, yeah. so I wondered. Yeah, no, no. The, art, the art is gorgeous. Um <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I will agree with him that he he writes Batman very strangely. Like he doesn't understand how to write the Dick Grayson Batman because it uh-huh. feels very much like Bruce. In one panel, in the next panel, it's completely. He's, he's are you shorts? Sure sure Dick Grayson shorts, Dick Grayson? Yeah, shorts. Not Bruce. He, he talks about how he, he lost your parents in the circus. Oh, okay. Uh, huh. So it's it's good, weird. Good he's, he's not. It's not um, consistent the way he writes Batman. But he's very. He's not in the whole thing. It's just. It there wasn't any sermonizing he wasn't he wasn't being uh, condescending to anybody locally he, he wasn't he, fixing anybody's problems Pick did up he, sports of any kind Did he fly? There was a the game pool but Srinaki. he wasn't playing in it Um Did he fly Handball He, he flew to Each <laughs> vo- volleyball played some four square with the kids He doesn't he Tetherball. doesn't solve Cincinnati's horrible racial problems he just sort of Cincinnati is I well, I don't okay I don't want to talk about <laughs> Soccer. no balls of any kind well there's, there's a pool ball but he's not playing in that game but billiards snooker snooker yeah. ball. snooker nine it's just to get back to the British theme anyways so- <laughs> I don't know it's just weird the, the, so I guess the point now is everybody hates him because he brought destruction to this, to this town but boy it's fickle oh. Jeez. The, the, the Superman people are. Just, we love, we
1: hate you. What is it? What is it? Central City. Jeez. <laughs> what's I got to do. What's a Kryptonian got to do? All right. Well, so those are the, the
2: those that's are the books. Fine. Those are the books that you guys enjoyed or didn't enjoy. Go to ifanboy.com slash comics where you can do your pull list and rate and review your books as they come out and tell the world what you think of your comic books um, because people want to know. Um, Alright, so on to the email uh, Our first email is from Corey T Who writes in saying Just want to get your opinions on the age old question Ah, the age old question <laughs> What, if, what <laughs> if Raphael
0: Grandpa Penciled the oh, that's later. What, are,
2: what are some trades that have never been released For Marvel or DC that you would like to see printed And to go one step further If there was one out of print trade oh, There's an abbreviation for out of print trade OOP there is one OOP trade that they have never reprinted. What would it be? Personally, I would love to see Daredevil Fall from Grace or Captain America Streets of Poison
1: in a nice hardcover or classic premiere trade. Your thoughts? Can I, can I just say that when I see OOP, it makes me think of Nicholson in Batman? Oop. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well,
2: this is this is like we were we were at the last weekend we were at the New York Comic Con and we were talking to Tom Caters who did Tom vs the Flash and he was saying how he just finished up the you know he just finished Tom vs the Flash and he fin- and read the trial of Barry Allen and that was a that was a, a storyline that he wondered why hadn't been collected and said he wished that they would collected it and then he read it again and goes oh they should never collect that ever again.
0: <laughs> a <laughs> so, lot of things live better memory than they exactly, do exactly right? that, that's the point yeah they're, they're, that having been said I, I'm still waiting patiently for the Kurt music George Perez Avengers omnibus. That would be I would nice. Very much, I'd very much like that one. Yeah. My that's,
1: that's literally what Connor does when he's not doing anything. Well, I mean, uh, for he a, sits a, in a chair, he crosses his legs, and he waits. <laughs> nice.
2: Well, for a long time we were saying the Jeff Johns' first run on The Flash, but now they're finally collecting that finally. So um, I can't complain about that anymore. Um, I, can't, I cannot think of anything. I would like to see the new ro- New Warriors run, the first the one. Original yeah, Lando, the original The original Fabian Nicienza, Mark Bagley stuff. I would like to see that, at least the early stuff, because that was fun. It's like it's weird because it's like. But would that live in your memory better than it would in practice? Oh, it absolutely! It would absolutely live in my memory better than actually reading it now. Um, but because the, the thing, the thing about it is that a lot of like the whole trade and collection and, and like stuff like that is that. We remember these stories, but like you, it's a business to them. Is it going to sell? Is you know, is there any reason for you know, like it? Like that, that's why I had to laugh when Marvel rolled out all the Jeff Johns Avengers uh, collections this past year and put Big Jeff Johns on the cover because yeah. he's hot and it's going to sell. You know, like that. Just you know, just because we have a memory of a storyline or an arc or something that we'd like to see collected doesn't necessarily mean that they can move those units because that's what it's all about. It's about moving units. Butts in the seats. Yeah, exactly. Move units. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'd like to see the New Warriors stuff again, though, personally. Or Darkhawk.
1: The first 25 issues of Darkhawk yeah. and a
2: nice omnibus. Talk about two collections that are really going to burn up Dark the on the bus. I'm telling
1: you. Millions sure. of dollars, Marvel. Are you listening? <laughs> Mr. Buckley, Mr. Buckley, we got the numbers in. It looks like six. <laughs> Wait, I'm well, sorry. One of them was returned.
0: <laughs> five of them were bought by the same guy in San Francisco. All in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer from New Jersey, now Wisconsin, writes and says, I've been catching up on the video show lately. and I just watched the Marvel vs. DC episode in which the three of you have a very insightful discussion about the similarities and differences between the two companies and their business and creative models. Given that the show was recorded over six months ago, though, I was wondering if the discussion would play out differently where you'd have it today. Reading all the Nick Spencer news from New York Comic Con, the news being that he's writing everything, I couldn't help (laughs) thinking that DC finally seems to have jumped on the Marvel bandwagon scooping up new talent and putting them on big books almost immediately. Do you think this is a sign of more change to come? has anything else changed significantly in the way the companies operate now and and, and yet
2: this week the news that JT Kroll got an exclusive deal DC also came out too so <laughs> Ying, yin and
0: yang yin and yang
2: <laughs> no and, and nick nick is great and nick deserves stuff and, and good for DC to give him a lot of work um i don't but i don't know if the landscape has changed dramatically from when we last talked about that i i, I don't well,
1: think it has not proven out yeah. Exactly. There
0: hasn't been He's, enough examples. Nick, Nick Spencer's a good example of DC finally letting somebody not go to Marvel. Yeah, and, and, Lemire, and Lemire to a certain degree, too. I mean, Lemire's doing superhero stuff, not just Yeah, but stuff, they're not really giving of. him stuff to do. Well, let him come light, out.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't know. I mean, the funny thing is, though, is that, to, to be fair, if you look at the model of everything that's happened in the past, like... If I'm a creator, and it's obviously you take the chances when you get them, whatever. But if I'm a creator, like you want to be wary about being shoved out in the spotlight that long, yeah. Because being able to string out stories for a long time and write ongoing comic books like that—that's a—that's a a skill you develop, yeah. And when you end up on a bunch of books really fast, it can go any either way. And but if those books don't sell, then all of a sudden you're going to get. You're gonna find yourself in a position of being unable to get work because you were exposed too fast. Yeah, and so it's one of those things. Like if you look, you know, Remender. Uh, you know, he was on a bunch of smaller books, and they kept getting bigger as he kept going.
2: Yeah, that, that's uh, a really that's a really good example of now. You know, with Uncanny X Force, you know, he's like that. That's a that's a main book. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a Wolverine on the cover like that. Like he, it took a couple of years
1: for
0: him to build up to that point. And
1: Fraction know, and Aaron, same yep. thing. Yep. Uh, where they're on those
0: bigger books and. uh It's hard. Actually, you know what I would Nick Spencer's books aren't big. They're like super. No, they're not. But 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 the one that actually fits into the model is Scott Snyder. Yes. Yeah. Scott Snyder going from American Vampire to Detective Comics, which would be you know a a year or two ago, Scott Snyder would have been snapped up by Marvel and would be writing you know uh, a Punisher right now. But but yeah, you're right. Scott Scott
1: Snyder is a really good example in that regard. I actually I actually asked him about I asked him about that specifically. I said, Do you worry that you were exposed too fast? Um, so we talked about that in that talks blood that we had. He said,
0: out. No, I'm getting a paycheck. <laughs> I like to work. <laughs>
1: oh, no. It's a much more thoughtful answer about yeah. it. But you'll have to go listen to that. That's uh, what it you know, th- yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that we've seen DC try a few more people out. We're seeing other names because of the fact, I think that Jeff Loeb, or Jeff Loeb, uh, Jeff Johns couldn't carry the load so much. And he has been. I mean, he like, can't write 12 books. Now you're seeing them, uh, you know, Rucka, Rucka took off. Grant Morrison is is not. Uh, putting out enough product, I don't think. But he's still showing the
0: Batman. We it all goes through yeah. him. Yeah.
1: So now you, but now you are seeing Paul Cornell. You're seeing J.T. Kroll. You're seeing Nick Spencer. You're seeing. Eventually, you will see. Um, uh, uh, we were just talking about Nick. Um, Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder. You'll see, and 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 uh, Jeff Lemire. You're going to see them all do stuff. So it looks like they are plumbing those depths a little. It's not like they're using. It's interesting. They're not making any announcements about veterans. They're not making announcements about. Uh, um, vaudeville you know what's his name vaudeville keith Keith giffen keith giffen like he's not taking over a bunch of stuff no but he's writing
0: booster gold we were doing
1: vaudeville no no one's talking about booster gold
2: i didn't even know it was still going on i thought it was exactly
1: yeah anyway so yeah, I have so, a
2: big booster gold poster I'm giving you guys for Christmas. Are oh, you saying you don't want that now? Anyway, I get right. to oh.
1: see Connor sniffing. Our, oh. next th-
2: our next and last email comes from Aaron S. from Hot Springs, Arkansas, who says, Thank you for clearing up the whole Thomas Jane thing during episode 250. I haven't been to a con in a few years, and the ones I've been to are fairly minor on the circuit, so I've yet to have the Thomas Jane experience. Your title, <laughs> Thomas Jane is King of the Con, reminded me that there's always one, guy at a, one, one other guy at every con. This leads me to my question who would win in a fight, Thomas Jane or Lou Ferrigno? that's weird that seems like the appropriate way to officially declare the king of the con as they can say there can be only one Thomas Jane wouldn't show up exactly. he, would be, he <laughs> and,
1: would be banging some broad and that's, <laughs> and that's why he'd win
0: with yeah. a cigar and, yeah. a, and a booze in his hand he wins in a, in a fanny pack
1: <laughs> yeah so
2: anyway so if you have any questions you can choose an email contact com. real quickly we got one voicemail we want to play uh, from somebody who we got to see at the New York Comic Con
0: yeah, just Sam from Australia here um, just um Killing some coins before I jump on my flight back to uh Canberra, Australia, just wanted to say thanks for the uh, for the party Al- also um during the con, I caught up with uh Tom Defalco about the new Thunderstrike uh series and it looks pretty cool. but whenever I talk to anybody about it, they kind of uh don't understand about you know they they think, they look at me really weirdly like i 'm not uh, I'm a, they, they don 't know why I like that character. Do you guys ever have that in your? comic book experience I mean, uh, about um having to talk to, to people about why you like a, a character okay talk to you guys soon see you fellas bye-bye
1: wait who who uh thunder Thunderstrike. strike Thunder strike
2: right thunder strike right a Thor, Is that a,
1: a isn't that a, a cdc
2: song i gotta i gotta give him credit for tracking down tom the falco at the con every time i tried to talk to him he was mobbed
1: <laughs> oh that was mean that was mean that, that was i didn't say that, <laughs> that although he is my nemesis
2: <laughs> I love the
1: Tom from the a creative standpoint
2: yes yeah um no there we all have those little we talked i said i wanted a dark hawk on the bus that's my that's my cross the bear nobody understands yeah, why like, i like dark really hawk. yeah no oh, totally it's not a joke like you would really no, he would buy, he would i would totally buy a dark out. hawk on the bus it it absolutely i love dark like have you
1: bought every issue that like like if dark hawk dark hawk has a series like you would buy those yes unconditionally unconditionally huh yeah
0: i love aquaman yeah there i'm you not go. i'm not afraid to say it aquaman People is think Connor's i think he's Star awesome yeah i think he's i know awesome.
1: why you love aquaman though because i was there with you at the end of college and you should
0: <laughs> i've <laughs> loved aquaman since i was 10 years no, old I know. I
1: know he was but he, he was grizzled back then and so he was, was Connor.
2: but anyway it should be noted that he came all the way from australia to go to the con and came to our party and so we want to thank him as well as everybody else came to the party that was awesome to see you so
1: awesome well yeah. Normally, I would say I hope that you enjoy Thunderstrike for the five to six issues that that sustains. But then again, Tom DeFalco seems to have some weird voodoo shit.
0: <laughs> or Blackman he, material. He's some, got, very, yeah, some, yeah, he's got, he's got dirt
2: on Dan Buckley somehow. The he fact that Spider-Girl Spider last lasted a decade. That was amazing. <laughs> no one bought that book. Never, ever. Oh, it was amazing. Except for We're like going to s- cancel it. Seven, you're not going to cancel it. Seven people on the Spider-Girl message board. That's about it.
0: So. These are not the books you're looking for. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right, so uh, if you call our voicemail line eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. Yes, um, this is the we're getting towards the end of giveaway month. August, September, October we are all giveaway months. We've been doing it for a while now. We've got a couple more prizes to hand out. Today's prize or this week's prize is the two thousand AD giveaway, which is I don't have in front of me, but it's about eight trades worth of two thousand AD books. It's very exciting, and the winner of that giveaway is the very awesomely named Chet Dodge. Chet Dodge, that's a great um, name. For, can
1: I write that into one of my
0: books? Sure, you can. That's the best the name ever, Austin Chet Dodge. Right. Chet Dodge. Congrats. Chet Dodge, gunslinger. Congra- Gun for hire.
2: Congratulations, Chet. And so, um, is that the last giveaway? Or do we have more? No, no we have the
0: Walking week. Dead giveaway. Right. Next week is the big long box giveaway, and the week after that's the Walking Dead giveaway to coincide with with the long, Walking Dead show.
2: Excellent. The, the mystery long box, not long box digital. Just want to make that clear.
0: Right, right. My, yeah. my mystery
1: long box full of comics from the nineties. Nothing all against comics. long box, but we're that, gi- we're giving away ransomsly. <laughs> You pack him up. You bring him to your house. Just give him cigarettes. He'll
0: be fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you have right. got rock band even better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> True enough.
2: So um, we've got other podcasts over at iFanboy.com. we got got Fanboy Don't Miss, which is the podcast that comes out every Monday where we talk to a creator about a book that's coming out that very week. And Josh, you spoke to another Josh.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Josh Williamson, uh, another up-and-coming guy. I think you're going to start seeing his name a lot more. He's got Batman Superman number 77, uh, which fa- is-
2: Connor's favorite title, Batman which, Superman. It's, Superman Supergirl,
1: Batman. Yeah. it's Supergirl and Damien. Yeah. Oh, yes.
2: I'm looking forward to that Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so we're-
1: That'll be cool to listen to here, at
2: Josh Williamson, and then um, also we released uh, this past Thursday our talk explode with Scott Snyder, a uh, really long, great conversation that Josh had with him, the writer, detective, and American vampire. And uh, so you can, if you missed that, you can go on the feeds and download it. Go to ifanboy.com, download, listen to that. Um, Scott's it's, it's, great it's like an hour
1: and a half of me just going. So what's so what's Stephen King like?
2: <laughs> what does he like? And um, we also have our special edition podcast where we're talking about the movie Red. Uh, which behind, is behind the feed. Behind right the behind feed, the yeah. So look directly under this episode and you can download the Red podcast on, um, and, or go to ifanboy.com and listen to it there. So,
0: Yay. Yes. Also, we're putting a call out for the Halloween costumes. You know, every year – or not every year, but the last two years, we've compiled iFanbase's Halloween costumes into one big awesome article on the website. And so we're putting out the call. Send your Halloween costume pictures to my email address, which is connor at ifanboy.com. Subject line costume. The deadline is November 3rd at 11 p.m. Eastern time. And send it in. We want to put everyone's pictures up. You can see there's a red post at the top of ifanboy.com. You can see the previous year's costumes. We'd love to see the costumes. They're lots of fun. So send yeah. those pictures in. Connor. if you get you know, those kind of pictures, just send them along. Oh, there's a disclaimer in the post saying if you send in pictures of nakedness, we will not post them, but we will, we we will, will, we will keep them. We will keep them. <laughs> We will. So we will distribute them amongst our at least self, the three. The staff. Yeah. That's so you're saying you're not, not discouraging. Three no, no, we're, I'm not, we're I encouraging. Not, I'm in no way discouraging sexy time pictures. I'm just saying they won't get posted. Best. Absolutely encouraging the sexy costumes, but we're not going to
2: post we them. Will appreciate we'll appreciate them. We might them. post them if they're if they're decent, if they're the indecent if ones. There's we'll
0: no we'll n- if there's no nudity, we'll post them. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. But if yes. there is nudity, they'll be enjoyed. Bring it on. <laughs> All the so. same.
2: Okay, so um, that's all at iFanboy.com, which is our wonderful website that we labor over every day, every minute, every hour. Um, you can go to iFanboy.com and read Connor's Pick of the Week review of Irredeemable, as well as our Book of the Month went up. You can go read that. You can read all about Parker the Outfit, um, my review of the Book of the Month, and we'll be talking about that on a future show. Um, and all the other great posted articles that we've got throughout the week, Paul and uh, Jim. Uh, give it up for Jim kicking kick ass over the New York Comic Con, covering all the all the panels and everything that's going on um, there. Uh, So definitely go to ifanboy.com, check it all out. (laughs) Go to ifanboy.com slash about uh, to get all of our social network links. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy. Uh, Many of you loyal ifanboy members might have noticed the video show return this past week, this past Thursday, our part one of the New York Comic Con uh, experience came out. Um we want to thank everybody for bearing with us as we transition the video show. Um you know, currently you can watch it on ifanboy.com in the Flash player. We're working on getting it working in iTunes. Hopefully it's working by the time this comes out, but it might it might take up Apple's very slow, let's be honest. The po- podcast don't actually make them any money. So <laughs> but we're we'll get there and uh work on getting it in all the other spots where you like to enjoy the iFanboy video show. But if you're Jones jonesing for it, go to ifanboy.com you can find it there. And next week and, we're we're going to have part 2 of New York Comic Con.
1: So And you know. can download it from there too.
2: Yes, yeah, we have download it. Yeah, load it
1: up on your device.
2: Exactly, you can download it directly, load it up the iTunes, watch it that way. However, you want to do it. So, um, but yeah, it was great to see the video ba- video back, and New York Comic Con was a blast. And we want you to see all the fun we had at the show. So,
0: you yeah. can email us at contactatfanboy call our voicemail line at eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven for this show, for the video show, for our own damn amusement. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of iTunes, you can go there and leave a review uh, for this show or any of the shows we do. should be noted, by the way, in case you're not the kind of person who visits the website, and if so, damn you. Uh, but if you don't, uh, the RSS feed should remain the same for the video show. We're yes. Working yeah. Right yeah it's just, so,
2: they're just going to transition. You'll still start getting which, them. So.
1: They're just not there yet. Uh, so if, if you've been listening to this, you're like, well, what do I have to do? You don't have to do anything. Uh, so that should work. But while you're there – hypothetically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think if I say it, it has to be true, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned the book of the month, right? You know, so well, it's going to have to be, there it has to then, be right? true. Yeah, exactly. 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 Nudie pictures. All right. I think that's the show. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it.
2: Uh, so, uh, and once again, quickly, we want to thank everybody. Last week was New York Comic Con. I know in last week's show we said we had a great time, but we didn't actually experience it yet. But we did experience it. We had a great time. It was wonderful to see everybody stop by the iFanboy Graphically booth and who came to our party. We want to thank everybody. It was great to see you all. Uh, we definitely it was definitely
1: one for the ages. Uh, so thanks to everybody who came out. Um, I, and, I uh, can't believe I got sick for the second time in two weeks. <laughs> I Purelled like it was going out of style. Pu-
2: man, pu- the, the Purell flowed freely. It was like every table at Artist Alley, like you yeah. talk to somebody and they're
1: like, okay, oh, get a shot of Purell and you get a little dab. You know, like, it was good. <laughs> oh, do great. a goddamn thing. Yeah. I think it's just happy gel.
0: I don't yeah, think it does a Purell even. was the new handshake. You didn't shake hands, you just got Purell. Yeah, exactly. You got a little dab of Purell. So, all right, so until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I am Joshua Flanagan. Thank you. The very answer much. is yes. Yes. Raphael Grandpa can pencil a page so great that Raphael Grandpa cannot ink it. Praise Raphael to, Grandpa.
1: It has to be burned.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's too wonderful. Vince Coletta could ink it though. He just <laughs> <is> it. <laughs> Vince Coletta could ink it. This the- looks like sh- this looks like shit.